Welcome to the Deepers Creepers podcast, where we like to get high and talk about horror movies. I'm Casey. And I'm Jess. And I have a cold. <laughs> this week we're talking about the one of my favorite horror movies, not gonna lie, uh, You're Next. And what we learn about this movie is that everything is bigger in Australia. <laughs> Including the big final girl energy. I just realized that's Texas. to be back this week. Uh, sorry we uh, didn't have a release last week. I moved in to a new house and that was stressful. And I had something that made me very ill and that was stressful. It but was... we're back! Uh, anyway, so yes, we are so happy to be back. Uh, hope you guys didn't miss us too much. I hope you did. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> fair. I hope you all just sat and cried all Friday without a release. Anyway, I would. we're talking I about Your Next, uh, which, if you look it up, technically says 2011 movie, which was its festival release, released in 2011 at the Toronto International Film Festival, and then it had 2013 US-wide release. So that's why there's some discrepancies if you look that up, because it has two release years. Yeah, I never knew that. Um, I fucking love this movie. Yay! This was my pick, so I was really excited because Casey had never seen it. Nope, I've seen it twice now. <laughs> so I'm really happy that we got to cover this movie because I knew, I knew that she would absolutely love it, and I'm so excited for her and I to talk about it for the first time right here, live on the podcast. Right here, right now. <laughs> In my living room. Yes. Yeah. Weirdly enough, the podcast room is not set up yet, but it will be. Yeah, right now we're just surrounded by a bunch of dumb dogs. Yeah, well, very cute gonna, dumb dogs. That'll always be the case even when you come to mind. That's very true. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we are. Uh, writer Simon Barrett, who worked on the original VHS, VHS 94, The Guest, the 2016 Blair Witch remake. Um, oh, I fucking love that remake. I still haven't seen that yet. Mm. I need to. And yep. then director Adam Wingard also worked on a lot of the same things. They are, they have done a lot of things together. He also uh, directed the Godzilla vs. Kong, which was huge a couple years ago. Yeah. So he's directed some big shit. That's amazing. Um, fun fact that I learned just today, Simon Barrett, the writer, is Tiger Mask. <gasps> really? Yes. Yeah. He's kind of, like, fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Um, but anyway, He's so definitely yes, the finest. He is the, the Tiger Mask. Mask. He plays Tiger Mask, uh, which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. We've got a nice cast in this because Barbara Crampton is just, like, chewing every bit of scenery there is with her beautiful face. And she's got this ice blonde, like, almost, like, sh like shoulder-length bob and... Perfect skin. She looks so flawless and just plays this role so well. If people don't know, you know, if you're wondering who that is, if you've seen Reanimator, if you've seen From Beyond, I mean, she's in fucking everything. I can't. She just aged Ugh. like the finest wine. Like the finest of wines. It's gorgeous. Um, yeah. I, I loved her. She felt 
So real, so heartfelt. Yes. I really felt her character, and she just never disappoints. She has some really, like, heartbreaking scenes, and you, like, she really is, she's eating that scenery up. Her reactions are just so, like, like, you just truly feel every hurt that she feels. Mm -hmm. Uh, our final girl, Erin, who is one of my all-time favorite final girls now, uh, played by Sharni Vinson. I did not, <clears throat> I didn't really know her. I don't know her from anything else. What an amazing, like, breakout oh, my star God, of awesome. this movie. How has she not been in a million other things? How well, has she not she, been since then? Maybe she's just, I mean, she's clearly Australian, so maybe she just doesn't play in American movies. That's true. We gotta, we gotta branch out. Uh, I don't know a whole lot of the people in the cast, but I do know Drake, who is the smarmy brother. Um, he is played by Joe Swanberg. He was in one of the segments of VHS that I really love. The original one. Oh my gosh, in the fucking... Where it's the guy and the girl on their vacation in the hotel. And the, the vacation one in the fucking, um, the Zoltar. Yes. Oh my yep. god, I love, I knew, I was like, yep, he's the familiar. boyfriend in that. Oh my and god, then, yes. Uh, in one of my all-time favorite meta moments, uh, the quote-unquote filmmaker boyfriend, uh, <laughs> Tariq in the movie is played by Ty West, who is an amazing <laughs> horror director and has this year cemented himself as one of the all-time greats. Absolutely. With both X and Pearl in the same year. You know how we feel like, about those movies. Way to go, dude. And he <laughs> is such a little fucking weirdo in this movie. I love it. Oh, he is. He's so playing uh, I make documentaries. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. I like commercials. I will talk about all these characters. I know. They I are guess. honestly all so well-defined. I hate this. them. Yes. And it's a very, this is a movie with a very, like, over-the-top um, kind of universe. Like, it's a very heightened reality. So, which a lot of horror movies do take place in those kind of universes in a Absolutely. heightened reality. And a lot of people don't understand that, so they're like, well, this would never happen. Well, so would not a lot of things in other movies. John Wick would never happen either, but, like, right. you suspend disbelief and go on the ride. And even this one, like, this is a movie that has a character that does all the things you want a character to do in a horror movie when you're yelling at the cast, like, no, don't do this, do right. this. Erin is doing it the whole time. 100%. And it is, like, my favorite part of the movie. I'm, she is so. She doesn't fall amazing. into any stereotypes. Like and, she yeah. is the baddest fucking bitch. And we get a backstory that makes sense for it, which is why. And I'll talk more about um, the final girl trope and all that uh, when we get more into the plot. But she is she is an amalgam of like every final girl, and she has a backstory that makes sense for her to be as badass as she is. And I'll yeah. compare her to some other final girls that I really love. Um, and why she is so different, and why it's okay for her to be as fucking awesome as she is. Absolutely. Yeah, she's fucking, oh my god, she's like Terminator at the end of this movie, <laughs> I swear to god. I fucking love her. I'm it. in love with her. Uh, so yeah, so we'll go through the plot. Um, I, again, I mean, we both really like this movie. It's a modern day slasher. Um, it really, I think it was really ahead of its time, honestly, with how, like, like funny of a slasher it was and how I feel feminist like, it was yes because i feel like we were still kind of getting out of that mean horror and like not only j horror but um torture <laughs> porn yeah and just like this was like a little more fun it it was very fun and it was it's not mean no it's uh, it's more realistic i don't know it just i really can't say enough good things about it. And no. I will say my first note on the movie was boobs. 
So that's the first thing I have written down. Love it. Um, I was just saying that I made my friends Elijah and Daryl watch this movie with me last night. It was both their first time. Uh, you know, I love taking movie virginities. So I took Casey's too. So I love that. Um, but we were playing a drinking game. Uh, we just I gave them like a premise of the movie, a very generalized premise. I was like, think home invasion, you know, but with like a family. And they're like, okay. And so we came up with a couple rules and it's like, take a drink if there is like rustling like behind the walls or like someone's like, oh, it's just an animal or like they try to justify things happening. An innocuous noise. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Gaslighting, because you know, that's my favorite. God, you say it every episode. I have it in here too. (laughs) Uh, An unintentional jump scare. Yeah. You know, like, yep. you close the mirror and it's your brother. Yeah. Or something like that. And trapping or injuring oneself by putting yourself in a stupid situation. Ooh, that could get you fucked up. We had some movies. good drinks. We had some good times. So I'm really they, excited to talk about it. And then they blacked out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was the best of times and it was the best of times. It was the best of times. <laughs> uh, Yeah, so it's not a super... Uh, intricate plot, which I love because it just gives you so much room to do so many other things. Honestly, I think, like, we haven't mentioned a lot of the actors um, just because I really don't know a lot of them. I mean, I could sit here and list them if you want to, but you can go to IMDb and look. But everyone is really holding their own in this. Um, I think everyone's playing exact, like, exactly how they need to. Like, with the perfect amount of seriousness and just a little bit of, like, because it's a, it's a horror comedy. It's a very dark comedy. It's a very it's, dark comedy. It's not as openly funny as, like, like, I would say Cabin in the Woods. Right. Um, there's not as many people cracking jokes. It's just very dark humor where it's, it's like, you shouldn't be laughing, but you're laughing. That's my favorite kind. Yes, and I think that's I why it. I get along so well with this movie. Yes. I just, I, I love it. I put this more in the vein of horror comedy Slightly more so than Scream, because I would almost say Scream is a horror comedy, but it's more just a horror that's also hilarious. Right. And this kind of is that too, but a little more on the humorous side, because it is a little more heightened of a reality. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, so we open the movie with uh, fucking. That is the first thing we see, is just people fucking. Um, And that's why I have boobs. And this girl's hot. I know, the dude is a... Yeah, and... He's weird. Well, and, like, the look on her face, he finishes, and she just looks... Looks miserable. (laughs) So dissatisfied. That poor girl. She's like, I'm gonna go get a screwdriver, and it's gonna be the best thing that's been inside me all night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he, like, and he rolls off, and immediately is like, I'm gonna go take a shower. Like, (laughs) I don't know, that's just weird to me, like... Right, like, what the fuck? And they're drinking... Fucking vodka and orange juice. Yeah, you can... It's yeah. a choice. It's it's a choice. Right. Yeah, so she... Uh, again, I just... I find her very attractive. And she's walking around with, you know, her button the up shirt. opened. Yes. And yeah, she's, she's really hot. And it's... I honestly think it's a really creepy, tense, cold open. It could be a creepy, weird little horror short. I think those are the best cold opens is when they could stand alone. Oh, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And uh, this definitely could because she, like, she's walking around. She 
plays, she puts this disc on repeat and it starts this song. It's like, dun, 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 dun. And it's, it oh, comes it's back iconic. two or three times because three times, you know, comedy. And uh, it is so fucking good every time it happens. So she plays this song. She's drinking her fucking screwdriver. Yes, she like is. she's 14 because that's the only thing that tastes good to 14 year olds trying to drink alcohol. Right, but that's what they found in their parents' cabinet. Yeah. And they're like, they'll never know. They'll never know. Um, and then <coughs> she starts hearing some like weird noises or something because we don't actually see her death. Correct. Um, but the guy, and I don't even know what the guy's fucking name is. We don't. Yeah, he's the neighbor of the actual family we're going to be focusing on. But anyway, he steps out of the shower and uh, he. He sees they've written your next in blood on this, on his, like, window or yeah. his, like, glass lighting door. Yep. And it's in the title font, and it's really cool because that's the title card that you get, which... Yeah, I love, I was thinking, like, I the love, family guy where they're like, they said it! Oh, they said it! <laughs> yeah, I love the, I love in-movie title cards where it's... Yeah. Me too. Love it. So cheesy, so good. Um... So yeah, they write, you're next, and he walks up to the window and finally sees that she's laying there. Bitch, it was a glass window the whole time. How did you know? How did you not see her? <laughs> so that was ridiculous. He had too many screwdrivers. <laughs> and he gave one piss poor performance, and there he was. One piss poor screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> That's and a flathead, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. I actually apologize for nothing. <laughs> so, I don't I gotta know. gotta get past the intro. <laughs> I don't know why I tried to keep a body count during this movie, but I did. But, spoiler alert, everyone but Aaron dies. I love that for them. <laughs> I know. Every character you see in this movie. Um, but anyway, so body counts up to two. Cool. Uh, I wrote cold open, cool but weird. I don't know why I thought it was weird. I, I wrote that too. I was like... Um, why did they kill these people? I couldn't remember their correlation until I, later. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, duh, they were neighbors. Like, I, I wrote that down because I was like, I don't understand if, like, when we get into the plot line, like, you'll understand why this specific family is being targeted. So for me, I was like, how does that make sense? But then I remembered what happened later. And I was like, oh, yeah. When I rewatched it last night, I was, when I first got, I was like, why is this happening? And then about halfway through, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes total yep. sense. Makes it look more randomized. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So we'll get more into that. It's funny we have the same thought. Yeah. We were, as we often do. Um and yeah. we meet we meet our the parents of the family we will be following. The mother is played by lovely goddess Barbara Crampton looking wonderful as ever. She's got this very regal look to her. Her hair is like in a French twist. She's her dressed. skin yes. looks incredible. She's got this icy blonde hair. She looks so, so amazing. And uh, the actor, the dad who, I don't know who that actor is. He looked familiar, but I don't recognize him from anything. Yeah. Um, but they're having a discussion. They pass by their neighbor's house who we of course know are our cold open couple who are now dead. And they say something about him leaving his wife for a college student. Yeah. Which that's a, I don't know, that was kind of a weird, uh, like, I guess, I guess they had to bring that up for the fact that, like, why else wouldn't anyone come looking for these people for two days? Because, spoiler alert again, uh, that 
guy ends up sitting in his house dead for a long, long time, and no one comes looking for him. So I guess if he just left his wife for a college student, no one's going to come looking for him. Right. But it felt weird because was there a, was, like, a college dynamic between Crispin. Exactly. And, and, and it was did, just, yeah. It, it seemed like it was supposed to have a correlation, but it just didn't match never up. never connected. And, and yeah. it was weird. Yeah, I don't know what that was about, but, yeah, they say that... I guess they're living there all the time now. And she's like, oh, well, it'd be nice to have some neighbors up here. This family's rich as holy fuck. Yes. This is a McMansion they live in. (laughs) That's what I like to call these horror houses. They are serious McMansions because so many. And I mean, yeah, of course you want a horror house to be amazing. A horror house? A horror house. I Uh, would like an amazing horror house. But like a a house in a movie like that, you want it to be great because you have a lot of scenes and a lot of different places to, you know, run around. But this family rich as Holy hell. Yes. That is, like, their extra house. They're renovating, like, for funsies, for a retirement project. Jesus. It's like, oh, my God, I don't even own one house. Yeah. Yeah, so they are going to the house. We find out later it's their anniversary, and all their kids, they have three sons and a daughter. Um, All their kids and their significant others are coming to the house to get together for their anniversary. And right after that, we meet... Crispin and Aaron. Aaron is the light of my life, and I wish only good things for her. I love her. <laughs> She's so amazing. Much. She is Australian. She's from the Outback. Uh, we will find out more of her backstory later. She is dating fuckboy Crispin. Ugh, who hate Crispin. Okay, like I totally get their I'm dynamic. I'm going to call him Crispy. Crispy is a dick. Because I don't so, like him. <laughs> he was her professor. Well, she was his TA, I guess. But, and like... I don't know. I've I've had crushes on professors. Whatever. I mean, I fucked my bosses. Like it's fine. It's whatever. But <laughs> he sucks. It's not he the sucks. dynamic, and it's the way everyone treats them. Like, and the thing is, she's not an undergrad. She's not nineteen. She's getting her master. Her master. She's like twenty five, twenty six years old. Yeah. Like this is not a a weird. You know what I mean? But everyone treats it like, oh my god, it's like scandal. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Well, that's why we were saying it was. A weird correlation that the opening scene had, like, a student kind of relationship. Yeah, that they mentioned that. Because then, yeah, Crispin and... But, yeah, she... I guess once they started dating, then she decided not to be his TA, of course. Because they figured, you know, whatever. They did all the right things. Absolutely. Um, So they're on their way to the parents' house. They get there the night before everybody else. And they're having this weird conversation on the way. Like, he's just telling her some things about the family that she definitely should have known beforehand. Like, how they're, like, super fucking loaded, and his dad worked for a defense company. I don't know. But uh, the whole time, I'm like, girl, you are too hot for him. Leave him alone. He sucks, I can already tell. Yep, absolutely. But also, it's a guy in a horror movie, so I'm immediately on my guard about him. Oh, 100%. It's it's a a guy. Yeah. Well, that's... (laughs) Yeah. Um, I did note at one point... That I didn't like the camera work, because I thought it was kind of weird at first, but then I read some more about it, and I found out that most of it, it was done with a handheld camera to, like, make the scenes look, like, a little more tense Yeah, that's awesome. So, that is why, if anybody watches this and thinks it looks a little different, that's why, because it's handheld and not, like, Steadicam. Amazing. Yep. Uh, This is fucking Barbara Crampton final girl energy in this next scene. 100%. Because we cut back to 
the parents in the house and the dad was downstairs in the basement and the mom hears something upstairs and she's like, there's someone here. We need to get the fuck out of this house. And she goes, she runs, she sprints. She's like, we need to leave now. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And that right there just immediately tells you, oh, this is a movie with smart horror characters. Because let me tell you, when you, a lot of these, you know, we find it very easy to make fun of horror characters for being stupid. I mean, that was like, you know, Nev Campbell in Scream talking about, you know, it's just some big, big-breasted blonde bimbo who runs up the stairs when she should be running out the front door. It's insulting. And we if we find it very easy to make fun of those kind of characters. So to immediately, immediately be introduced to this character that's like, no, we need to go. We need to fucking go. The now. woman is immediately like, yes. And we kind of expect that from Barbara Crampton. She's, of course. She's our final girl a lot. She's in so many things. We love her. We, we you know, we all immediately trust Barbara Crampton when she comes on the screen yes. as fans. Absolutely. And I just thought it was so interesting to me. Like, oh, okay, so these are, we're going to have some smart characters. Yeah. And of course the dad goes upstairs because... It just kind of makes sense, you know, that he would be the one to be like, okay, well, you go outside. But she does. She immediately goes outside. She doesn't wait. She doesn't go upstairs. I love it. I do, too. And it just immediately tells you, this is going to be a movie without dumb people. And then he, go, he like, well, grabs. Well, there are dumb people. But. <laughs> he grabs, like, something from the fireplace. Like, like a fire a, poker. Like a poker. And he goes up the stairs. And it's just like, bro... Like, he did his fair little, he did his fucking gaslighting spiel. I wrote, boys are dumb. <laughs> that is the biggest fucking squirrel I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> okay. Gaslighting. I was drinking. Okay. I've been drinking. I've, I've been drinking. <laughs> I, uh, I wrote at one point, I just wrote, Crispin? Crispian? Christian? <laughs> Because your subtitles write it really weird. No, I just, I just, I think I was looking down when they said his name, and I was like, what the, and then I had to read it later when they said his name again, and I was like, Crispin, what a dumb name. Oh yeah, we're calling him Crispy, though. Yeah. He sucks. Crispy bitch. Yeah, not like a crispy in a good way. No, he's just a crispy bitch. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, the dad's looking upstairs, he's about to look in like the last room, Crispin shows up. Uh, and then we see, like, the door creak, this very, like, weird, you know, the camera lingers on it, and the door creaks, and we know someone's there, but of course we know someone's there anyway, because it's a fucking horror movie. Yep. But, um, I did think the direction was kind of cool. It was, uh, it wasn't just point the camera and shoot. Yeah. There were some very, very intentional shots, and I think it's... Honestly, for how good this movie is, for how awesome all these performances are, and the fact that, you know, there are some awesome shots, this is a huge cast to be working with, in, like, with everyone in almost every single scene until they start dying off, you know what I mean? That's true, And yeah. to, like, be able to get all those good performances from varying characters and backgrounds and just different personalities, I, you know, like, you know, props to Adam Wingard, good job. Because this I, is fucking awesome. I agree. And I loved how every character, like you said, was so strong. And each one of them represented such a unique person. Mm-hmm. And there were just Cause like some types of characters yeah. I've never seen in a horror movie before. Yeah. Drake's the mama's boy, for sure. And he was a fucking 
asshole. Yes. You could tell but I also, which of the parents, like, the parents loved. He also ended up being my favorite brother. <laughs> Even though he was an asshole. Like, yes. I, I saw it was justified yeah. by the end. Yeah. Well, it justified and also, like, he, he at least fucking tried. Yeah. And he ends up, um, basically saving Aaron at one point. The two of them take someone out together. Yeah. And, yeah, I just... I think he's funny, too. At the beginning, the first time I watched it, the first half, I was like, God, I hate him. And then I was like, oh, I hate him, but I hate to, like, I love to hate him. You know? Yeah. He's one of those characters, you're like, I hate you, but you're fucking, you're You're funny. right. Yeah. You're all right. You're all right. <laughs> I yeah. was like, Crispin definitely feels like his dad is disappointed in him. <laughs> yes. A lot of this dialogue uh, in little scenes, like, when they first... Because the, let's see, Aaron and Crispin go to sleep together. The next morning, Crispin wakes up and Aaron's talking to um, Drake and Kelly. So Drake is one of the brothers and Kelly is his wife. Um, And the dialogue in the scene, a lot of it's improvised. And a lot of the dialogue is improvised in scenes like this. And I think you can kind of tell. And it it really does make it a little more realistic because it's like a very awkward conversation they're having. Like... Like, Drake's, like, kind of trying to punch Crispin, like, the big older brother thing. And, and calling him fat. Yeah. And, and he's like, like the, you've always been chubby. And, and like, the like, wife kisses him on the cheek, and he's like, ew, don't, don't kiss, kiss my brother. My, yeah. It just feels very awkward and real, because most of the, it's hard to write awkward scenes oh like that. Oh, my God. Like, and they make me so uncomfortable. It's so cringy, but it's like, yeah, that's how it would be for others who don't. They're all very estranged from each other, because they are all so different. And I think... Uh, I don't know, families with money, that tends to happen a lot. Yeah, and if they're, like, if they're so awkward they make me uncomfortable, I think they're doing a really great job. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love when we get to meet the sister. Oh, the sister's one of my faves. She is so sweet. She's one of the only normal ones. I she know. She loves her parents. She's she so nice. She loves Crispin. She compliments um, her boyfriend. So she is, what's the sister's name? We're so bad. I know. I'm probably going to keep calling her the sister, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. She was really sweet in this. Yes. Amy. Amy. The sister is Amy. She is awesome. So she is with Tariq. That is her boyfriend. He is the, <laughs> the documentary filmmaker who is played by Ty West. <laughs> Playing very much to type. Um, he looks like he only eats croissants and drinks. Yes. So, like, that's his whole diet. Yes. So and I cigarettes. Think, so I think Crispin is, uh, like, the middle brother um, who is with Aaron. Uh, Drake, who we've talked about, Joe Swanberg, he is with Kelly. I want to say he's probably the oldest. And then I think the youngest brother is, um, oh, what's his name? Felix. Oh, yeah. Felix is with Z, and I think that he's the youngest. So she's got three boys and one girl. Or, they do. The parents do. And they all have their significant others, and we'll be talking about all of them. And again, they are just, they're all very, like, I, I can get a sense of who each of them is individually. Oh, 100%. And I, again, I think that's hard to do with a huge cast like this. Yeah. And it's... It is a big cast, but it's kind of a small cast, too, because there's only 15 people in the whole movie. But again... A lot of these people are all in the same scenes together. All the time. All the time. And it's, some of it's just a lot of yelling, just a lot of yelling at each other because they do sit down to dinner and this fight breaks out because, of course, Crispin and Drake are, 
being assholes each to each throats. other and the parents are trying to, you know, it's honestly, when I started watching it at first, I was like, wow, it kind of looks like Thanksgiving's at my grandma's house. Oh, it felt so close to home. My grandma <laughs> is having Thanksgiving in rounds this year because half the family can't be around the other half of the family. That sounds like a fucking boxing match. Round yes. one, fight. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's because Danny always cries. <sighs> I always cry, too. Anyway. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, they're sitting down. Uh, anyway, in the middle of this argument, uh, Tariq, who is, you know, he's just dressed like you think he's dressed. If you haven't seen this and you're picturing generic hipster filmmaker dude who makes documentaries. Who went to France one time. Yes, then you're picturing. <laughs> and made it his whole personality. Then you're picturing the right dude. <laughs> so he, like, sees something out of the window while everyone's fighting, and it's this very subtle, something comes through the window, and then you just get a bunch of close-up shots of everyone else's face slowly realizing wait something's not right what's Tariq doing what what's wrong did something just break and then you see an arrow came through the fucking window right in Tariq's forehead it was sickening I loved it ow Sorry, Ty West. We love you. Yeah, he, so he is, he... 86. 86 Ty West. West. And so, yeah, he, oh, and we did forget to mention at one point, Barbara Crampton sends Aaron over to... The neighbor's house. The neighbor's house. To get milk. To get milk. So it's like, and I wrote, it's a weird inverted version of Funny Games, which we... I totally was thinking so she goes over there and she knocks on the door and she hears that disc restart. <laughs> it was such a weird song. I fucking that's what the vocals sound like to me. Yeah, yeah. It's like what the. Fuck? And uh, so she, and that's the thing. We never come back to that. I guess it's just so we get that creepy shot of him because the guy's corpse is just sitting on his couch, just sitting upright. Is that when we get the shot of that guy sitting next to him? No, that's later oh, on. Later. Yeah. Um, but we get that shot of him. So I guess that's the only reason she sent her over there, but that's never brought up again or resolved. Or Yeah, that was a she weird She doesn't scene. say, like, oh, they didn't answer. I don't know. It was weird. But it is a cool shot and very creepy shot of we get a very close-up shot of the radio, and it says restart, and it starts at zero, and it starts playing, and then we get a shot of that. Yep, and then that guy's just sitting on his couch, just a dead-ass corpse. Dead as fuck. He looked like a... (laughs) He looked like Jack in The Shining. Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, he did. At the very end. (laughs) Yes, he did have that energy for sure. Well, we get to the point, like we said, um, Tyreek... Has just been shot with an arrow. And everybody's kind of, like, getting up and freaking out. And Aaron is, like, this is where we really get to see Aaron start to shine. Because she does not panic. She starts bringing people down to the floor immediately. I... I skipped a lot of stuff, apparently. Anyway, so, yeah, so she is, like, trying to calm everybody down. Kelly, who is Drake's wife, starts screaming, like, oh, my God, what the fuck is happening? We're all going to (laughs) die. And she, and Aaron is like, no, 
and Barbara Crampton's like standing in the window screaming and somebody's like get your she's like get your mom down and Drake runs over again another reason I love Drake because he is the one that stands up to save his fucking mom because his mom would have been dead right then and there he takes an arrow in the back to protect his mom that fucks him up for the rest of the film 100%. If if you hear that flapping noise, it's some floppy ears. Yeah, it's our mascot, Leroy. uh, If you hear um, deep sighs because it's so exhausting being him, that's Steel. So, (coughs) um, on second watch, I noticed that as soon as this started happening, everyone else freaks out or drops down. Z and Felix immediately run out of the room and into the hall and are just standing there looking. Yeah. They're fucking awful. And then he immediately says, oh, they must be using a cell phone jammer. That's why your cell phone won't work. Like, how the fuck did you know that? And then Drake's like, you fucking creep. Of course you know that. And again, another reason I like Drake. He's like, you fucking low life. Of course you know that. It gave me a lot of uh, Matthew Lillard dying energies. Like, it's just, this movie is hysterical, guys. It is low-key fucking hysterical. It, It really is. There's some very, like, dramatic moments that I'm like, honestly dying at so they're all in the dining room there's windows all over there's somebody with a crossbow outside who is picking them off and so aaron has them grab a dining chair to shield their face to run out of the room yeah and she's just so fucking great she gets everyone out of the room and they're all sitting in the foyer like by the front door trying to figure out what's going on she's telling them not to leave they're all arguing over who can run the fastest. And Chris it's, is like, it's me. And Drake's like, it's no, me, but there's sad. an arrow in my back. <laughs> and, then, and then the fucking sister Amy is like, none of you believe in me. It was like, girl, now's, now's not the time to release all this drama you have. It is not the time, but it leads to one of my favorite fucking moments in this I movie. I fucking love this scene. I loved watching it, and then when I got to see Jeff's reaction to it last night, it was amazing. She, so they're like, okay, you start running. Go We're gonna star. open the la- the door at the last second. You, They're not gonna ex- be expecting you to run out at full speed. And so there's this slow-mo shot of her running as hard as she fucking can out this door. Her and dad this, is one of the ones opening the door oh for her. Oh my god. He's and just Felix. watching her and you see, like, the camera pans and just watches his face. And what does she run into? A fucking piano wire right across the throat. It slit her throat. She was running at full speed. It just... And she just lays in the living room just backwards. bleeding out. And this is when we get the full depth of Barbara Crampton's Emotions, performance. Yeah. Because she is distraught obviously watching her only girl bleed to death in front of her and yeah i mean there goes amy amy's dead yeah and i loved her i was so disappointed i was like so we picked off that couple (laughs) um yeah oh yeah and then um we see more of what the fuck jill why the fuck what is her fucking name who the big girl Aaron? Aaron. <laughs> Sorry. Be nice to me. No. So, this is... <laughs> Aaron is, like, you know, trying to keep everyone calm. She's... They realize their phones are not working. She's like, everybody text 911. 
they should like receive a text. And yeah. Crispin is like You only need one bar to text. You only need just the smallest amount yeah. of service to yep. text nine one one. And Christian's like, No, there there's no point in trying, like trying to dissuade her he from He says, I've never seen you act like this and she's like, Yeah, well it's a unique situation. Right. Like <laughs> why would she ever need to act like this on her day to day life? Yes. Um I wrote, Aaron's like, uh, can I go home now? I did not sign up for this shit. Right. I don't know you people. She is such a bad Unfortunately, bitch. even though we just got to see the crux of how amazing Barbara Crampton could be, she is now catatonic. Um, so they have to take her upstairs, which I get. I get it. It's a mom. And her but, performance is so heartbreaking. Yes. The husband lays her down in bed, and she's just, like, quietly sobbing to herself. And it really is. Like, there's some funny moments in this movie, but... This is not one of them. This is not one of them. You're like, oh, that poor mother. Yeah. But I guess, fortunately, she doesn't have to deal with the grief for uh, very long. Mm, R.I.P. Yeah, because we, uh, we see a hand come out from under her bed. Why? I don't know why they left her. I guess they didn't think anyone was in the house, so they leave her upstairs Oh, by yeah, at herself. that point, they thought it was just the crossbow person yes. outside. Yeah, and so they leave her upstairs, but there was someone under her bed, and when everyone runs back up there, she did as fuck. Yeah, she was slaughtered. R.I.P. Barbara Crampton. Oh, she went too soon. Too, oh, man, yeah. Um, another moment we get to see Aaron's badassery. Uh, arm comes through the window when she's, like, locking all the windows and stuff. And she just turns and stabs right through that guy's fucking arm. So she's, fucking She's sick. picking up every weapon she sees. She's immediately going to every window to lock it, every door, closing curtains. She is fucking on it. She is, like militant in the way she is fucking focused and she starts boiling some water oh, like yeah. this bitch is ready she and no one is noticing how amazing she is i would just be following her all night 100 like i'm not leaving your side i'm like You're if i ran across that world. thing with that chair and survived the arrow i'm like okay i believe you i'm bought i'm bought i'm bought in i, I buy listen in. to whatever you say <laughs> I you tell no me <laughs> i i captain right you know you are you are the leader of this fleet from now on um, we get another year next sign next to Barbara Crichton's dead body. Yes. And which I think it is so bold that this movie killed off the matriarch of the family that fucking early. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that is, that is the, the, the glue of every, almost every family. <laughs> and this one, I think especially like, I think a lot of them have very, um, Everyone but Amy, especially, like, all the sons have very straw, like, uh, what, what's the word I'm thinking of? Just, like, very awkward relationships with their dad. Yeah. And the mom is the heart of the family. She is the she's reason so everyone's kind. there. And, yeah, she's kind to everyone. And they kill off the matriarch so early in this movie, and you can just see the toll it takes on every character. Yeah. Like, Drake just, like, walks in the room and he just has this, like, catatonic look on his face, like... Oh, God. And they're trying to take care of the dad. They have to pull him out of the room. They're like, Dad, you don't need to see that. See that. And it's and just it, so oh my God. heartbreaking because yeah. he loved her so much. And I think that's very pointed that they did kill off the mom so early because it really breaks down the rest of the family. Like, you just, it hurts a lot more, you know? It sucks yeah. to see your sister go. It does. But, like, your mom brutalized like that? Like, damn. It, it's bold. It's a bold move. I love it. Yeah. And then it takes so long for anyone to wonder why 
like, who the fuck? Like, of course the person's still in the house. Right. Like, and it takes so long for them to wonder that, I guess. I She's don't know. Like, I don't, he's like, the per- you think, like, the dad to Aaron was like, you think that the person that killed my wife? After Kelly already saw the person, screamed and ran out the door. I wrote, Kelly ran fast down them stairs in heels, girl. You uh-huh. killed it. She did not fall into any trope of falling down the stairs. Like you said, the characters in this movie are smart. If the- She ran down the stairs in those heels flawlessly. And if the neighbor hadn't been already murdered the night before, or two nights before, or whenever, she made it to the neighbor's house in time. She could have lived. She could have gotten the help. But of course, that's why they killed the neighbors. Right. And part of the reason they killed it, also to make it look more randomized, because we'll find that it is not a random attack later. Absolutely. Um, And so, yeah, it... Again, another smart character. She just books it and runs and starts screaming for help. Unfortunately, the crossbow guy is out there. She runs past him, and he just, he follows her. So, of course, she gets to the neighbor's house. The neighbor's already dead. This is the scene you were talking about earlier. It's one of my favorite shots yes, in the whole movie. Yes, 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 That song is still fucking playing. Yes, that song's still playing. And this is a very mean-spirited death. I don't think anybody, I don't know. She just, like, she gets really tortured for a while. She's really crawling around in that glass for a while. Oh, God, yeah, it's brutal. But he takes an axe to the side of her head, so Kelly's dead now. And he, so she's, he, like, busted her through the glass of the neighbor's house, and so he sits down on the couch in his, which one is it? Is it Tiger Mask? No, it's not Tiger. It's... Wolf? I think it's Wolf. Wolf Mask has the, yeah, I think Wolf Mask has the crossbow. Yeah. So he just, like, calmly just sits down next to the corpse on the the couch. It's so eerie. It's such a creepy fucking shot. I love it. And, uh, somebody screams at one point, why would anybody do this? Because people are crazy, man. Also, you're rich. Why else would it? I don't know. (laughs) So, yeah, that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Uh... I feel so bad for Kelly, though. I just... Because then later, her body gets, like, tossed Thrown through, through the, the window. They did her dirty. Yeah, like Jason style. <laughs> well, um... I, f- I feel like, uh... We are in a big game of cat and mouse at this point. Yes. And Aaron is kind of putting everyone that is able to work by... Um, hammering some nails into, you know, two by fours, uh, just yep. plywood to so that the nails create are a trap up out of it. Yeah, so they're sticking up out of it. So if very anybody jumps alone. through the window, it's it is yeah. very it is very home alone or like but mouse trap. Yeah, you know that was a really fun game. Yeah, I love that. Yes, I love that. Yeah, because she and Z is like she sets see. these up, um, like so when he when one of the guys looks through the window to crawl in, he sees this board with nails in it. He's like, haha, I see that there. I'm not going to fall for it. But then there's one right under the window that he steps in. That's a really cool scene later. Oh, but yes. yeah, we see she's like putting everybody to work and she's with Z hammering nails in. And Z's just looking at her like, who the fuck is this bitch? Yeah. And why do you know everything you know? And, and she, she asked her. She does. She's like, so why do you know all this? And this is when we find out Aaron's backstory that I fucking love and why she is one of the coolest fucking final girls ever. And this is what I'm going to make my final girl speech, okay? So, (laughs) we find out that Aaron came from a background where her dad uh, brought her up and raised her in a survivalist compound in the outback. 
So he taught her, you know, all these crazy things because he was convinced that resources were going to run out in a few years. And he taught her how to survive on absolutely nothing with every skill she needed to survive, no matter what the circumstances were. And so, of course, she's the best fucking person to have in this situation. And it's just, you know, we see these movies with final girls who either at the end of it, they've become this like crazy ultimate badass for no reason or just, you know, by sheer luck or, you know, of course the trope of being the virginal final girl and all that. That's why you survive Sally, all that. And I like to compare, I I know before I saw this, I knew a lot of people compared this movie to ready or not. Have you seen ready or not? I have. I love ready or not. I do too. Um, And a lot of people, I do think they're very similar in tone, because I think they're both very darkly funny. Yeah. Um, I think Ready or Not is funnier, um, but I think uh, Your Next is better. I I can agree with that. Bloodier, for sure. Uh, I love them both, though. But they're very, very different final girls, because Erin, she is a badass, and by the end of this movie, she is fucking just... Picking these people off one by one. I mean, <laughs> they're like is, afraid of her. She is so fucking badass. And the final girl, I can't remember what her grace maybe. I think in that movie, she is not the ultimate badass by the end of that movie because that's not what her character is. What her backstory is, you can see her struggling to like, like try to fire this gun. It ends up being a prop gun. You see her making these little mistakes because she is not that trained killer. Yeah. This, like, calm, you know, basically trained in combat. And so I just, I like the fact that these are both very similar movies in tone, and both of them are kind of slasher-esque, even though, I mean, this one's definitely more slasher. But you get these very differing final girls that go about this in a different way. And it's just sometimes it's just so much fun to see the character do all the things you would do or you think you would do in that situation. You're like, no, I would get through it because I would do this, that, and the other. And she's doing all these things and you're watching her use every single resource she has at hand. And you're just sitting on the couch, like, cheering her on the whole whole time. time. I'm just like, yes, I wrote, fuck yeah, Erin. I wrote, she's a bad bitch. Because she starts grabbing these weapons, and that's when Kelly's body flies through Oh, the my God. That I was like, they did Kelly dirty. <sighs> Why does she get the worst death? I mean, she was kind of a bitch, but, like, she didn't deserve all that. No. I'll tell you what my favorite death is. We'll get to that later. Ooh. Well, Chainsaw, for sure. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, <laughs> so, one of the guys, like, comes in and starts, uh, he, like, swings his axe at Aaron, and she kicks him in the balls, and then she takes this fucking meat tenderizer. Oh my god. That and bashes his fucking skull in. I mean, double, triple, quadruple taps that motherfucker. I swear to god, Casey, I wrote she is the queen of the triple tap. Yes, because Karen she, is the queen of the triple tap. You is, never are yelling at her to hit him one more time. She's gonna hit him six more times for good fucking measure. It gets squelchy. Like, it's literally just... We brought that up, too, because I was like, I told them I hate the word squelching, like, on the TV, because I, I always have... Word. I can't hear without my my, my subtitles. I, I know, I can't. So, it says squelching, and Daryl was like, squelching! I was like, eh. And that's such a good word for it, though, it is. that's exactly what it is. It's just... 
oh, it's so gross and crunchy. Mm. And he, he, he had a very tenderized head by the end of it. <laughs> and she just fucking coldly rips the mask off she, he has, picks his head up. Anybody know this motherfucker? <laughs> just drops his head. And it was... Z and Felix are standing there like, oh, shit. That's where I wrote, this movie is low-key hilarious, even though yeah. it's, it's just high-key hilarious. It point. is high-key hilarious. And she, she even says, she's like, yeah, thanks for the help. Because <laughs> they just stood there. But of course we find out why later they were standing there. Because the dad, because yeah, he asks, oh, you think the person that killed my wife is still in there? So then of course the dad stupidly runs away because boys are dumb. And he runs away with like a hammer or something. Or something so stupid. Something stupid. And um, he gets got. And one of the killers, a fox mask or somebody runs around. Wolfman, I don't even know what the fucking things are, but it slits his throat and Felix and Z are just like standing there impassively staring at him as he falls to the ground and dies. And he looked, Felix looked so disgusted by his dad's yes. blood on him. I wrote that down because it really fucking pissed me off. Yeah. And then he's like, you had to do that in front of me? Yeah, <laughs> Like, the, are you kidding me? Yeah. So then of course we, this is the twist, one of the twists of the movie. I love the second twist too. Uh, so this is one of them where we realize that Felix has obviously hired these killers to kill his family. And, I mean, at this point, I just assumed, yeah, it's for an inheritance. They're rich. It's a, a son killing his family. Of course. Absolutely. That's what it is. We get it spelled out later. Um, but, yeah, so I just assumed. I was like, okay, yeah, makes sense. It's, you know, this guy's hiring so he can get however many, many millions of dollars that his family would leave him. And, of course, he'd want his brothers and sisters to be killed off too, so he's the sole inheritance. Perfect. Great. Awesome, clean script. It's all I need. Yep. And it doesn't go any further than that, really. It has a little twist at the end, but it doesn't do any more than it needs to. It's just a nice, tight, rich family. Son wants the inheritance, hires Hitman, but then there happens to be this one badass girl who can survive anything. I think that uh, awesome. that brings up board. exactly, and I think that brings up a very important little detail that we skipped over, and that is Crispin um, Ooh, yeah. went out to try to find help. He was trying to get out past the point where the cell phone jammers could reach yeah. and call for help. So and Aaron's like, "I'll go with you." He's like, "No, no, 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 no. You stay here. So, I'll come back. I promise." Yeah, all these things are happening while Crispin is out doing. And that. I will be honest: the first time I watched this, I was. I didn't forget about Crispin, but I was like, he died, right? Like, in my head, I was like, he went out and... Did he die? Is he hidden? And I... I, It wasn't until right before it happened that I saw the second twist coming. And I was like, oh, I bet it's this. And then it happens. So that's when we find out that uh, Felix is in on it. um, That he's hiring these people. And, but Erin doesn't know that at this point. She's, like, hiding in the basement at one point from one of the guys. And she disorients him with a digital camera that she had she set on flash. And she, it had been set up earlier that she had that camera because the boys, like, Drake and Crispin and the dad were all sitting outside, or standing outside doing some kind of... Working on Working on something wood. together. And so she, like, she's like, oh, look, let me take a picture. So it was set up earlier that she had this camera... She sets it on so that it'll continually take pictures, like, flashing. Very much reminded me, and I think it's probably an homage to the first Saw movie. 
Yes. Probably one of my favorite horror scares of all time, because that is a tense-ass fucking scene. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the original Saw, when uh, he's going through, like, flashing the camera, trying to light his apartment. Yep. Creepy as hell. It's so scary. So she disorients this guy. She, like, knocks out all the bulbs in the ceiling so that it's completely dark except for this flash. And then, what the fuck does she beat it with? Just, like, like, a stick? Like a log? I don't know. She beats she beats him to death with something. She is. And we just see these flashes of it happening. We mostly just hear squelching. <laughs> she's amazing. I just she's on a rampage. She's so resourceful. And I'm living for it. She is so fucking badass. So, uh, oh my god, yeah. Because then it's not long after that. Oh yeah, because one of them. It's right before that that lamb mask or whoever who is the writer comes inside and sees the one guy dead the first guy dead yeah and he's like that was my fucking brother and And i I liked liked my brother brother. and he's like he fucked him up pretty good we forgot we also skipped over one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie oh god when drake and felix are downstairs together because again (laughs) aaron's putting everybody to work yep and uh felix and drake are doing something downstairs together and Felix starts stabbing Drake with screwdrivers, like six or seven screwdrivers in the chest. Come on, man. This is hard enough for me. Why won't you die already? <laughs> Felix is such a little bitch. He and so is. he goes upstairs and he's like, I had to stab my brother. And, Multiple times. And, and or like, more than once. Yeah, Liam Mask is like, yeah, well, that's my brother on the floor. And I actually liked my fucking brother. So yeah. I'm about to murder the fuck out of you if you don't do something about it. So he offers him more money. This is when we get it spelled out that, like, you know, he's doing it for the inheritance. He's like, I hired you for this, blah, blah, blah. And that's when I think, oh, and Aaron overhears this at this point. So she finally knows what's going on. She's like, oh, shit. I have to stay away from everybody now. Like, everybody's in on this. So yeah. I'm like, she's one of the last people left because she knows that um, Drake is dead now. She doesn't know where Crispin is. She knows everybody else is dead. Except for, I don't think she's, she hasn't seen the dad yet because then she goes upstairs because they hear, she's like hiding in this one little space or something and they hear it go off. She runs upstairs, <laughs> sees the dad, sees one of the people coming out of the corner of her eye throws the meat tenderizer at him and then yeets herself out the window. Yeets herself out the window. Yeah, I literally wrote, she yeeted herself out the window. (laughs) And I love the way she just turns, throws it, and then just poosh. I was like... Without a second thought. No, without a fucking second thought. I would... And I feel like that's... I feel like that's a Sally Hardesty homage. 100%. Because Sally also likes to yeet herself out of windows. She does it twice in that movie, doesn't she? Terrifying. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Um, She ends up with this huge fucking piece of glass in her leg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So So she's kind of limping around and still fucking all these people up. She takes the glass out. It's such a fucking gruesome scene where she's like... She is... (laughs) The puppies are playing. If you guys hear anything in the background, it's fine. So, yeah, after she... Uh, jumps out the window, she's got this big thing of glass in her leg. She eventually gets back into the house and is hiding behind these, like, curtains. Like, they have this, like, bay window kind of thing. And so she's able to sit on the floor behind these curtains and not be seen. And then her phone goes off. She punches the guy in the throat. That was pretty fucking (laughs) cool. That was fucking cool. Yeah. She's, like I said, just beating the shit out of people. Yes, she really is. Um, 
Yeah, what what happens after she, so she gets out from behind the curtain. Yeah, she runs out the door and immediately just, swoop, like, loops back around and jumps back in the house through the broken window. Yeah. And they run out the door running after her through the woods, but she's already back in the house. She's so smart. I fucking love her. Because then, uh, wh- whoever it is, I can't remember, one of the guys, like, sticks his head through the window because he, like, kind of suspects that she walked back that way. Knife in the head. Oh, no so need good. for a double tap. Nope. Nope. He falls right the fuck down. She starts a double tap and then she watched him fall over. Yep. He is. Yep. And then I, I literally wrote home alone up in this bitch <laughs> because yeah, one of the guys finally steps on those like board things and oh, it's just so fucking crazy. This is when she goes to the basement and uh, like hits out the lights and yep. beats the fuck out of that guy to death. <laughs> Um, and honestly, I wrote it because, like, that camera, um, was going off. I really, I wrote, I really want to see those pictures. That would like, be I really, I want to awesome. see the, like, still shots of her beating the oh shit out god, of Oh my god, that guy. would be fucking awesome. I was kind of sad we didn't get to see those. Like, I, um, you remember, uh, in The Hangover? Yes. Like, at the end, during the yes. end credits, we get to see the pictures from the camera that they couldn't find. I, I wish we would have gotten a Hangover-style end credit scene where we saw the pictures of her. Just beating the hell out of everybody. Like, and have, like, random ones in the middle of just the family all posing together, like, happy. Yep, I love it. <laughs> that's, um, that's what I really want. <laughs> we did skip a scene that really was gross. And it was when Z was trying to fuck Felix in the bed next to his dead fucking mother. And then was mad that she would We <laughs> You never want to try anything new. And he says, I fun. don't think that's a fair criticism. <laughs> This movie's this movie hilarious. So I don't think that's a fair criticism, as they have the fucking killers in the house to kill their whole family. She literally is pouting, laying next to this dead woman, and said, you never want to do anything fun. I was like, I can't. Barbara Crampton deserved better. Yes. So, they know that, at this point... That she knows. I think all the... Um, once she goes down to the basement and kills that last one... The three killers are dead, right? Uh-huh. So it's just Z and Felix, and she knows that, and they know that. But they have the crossbow. Yeah. So they're, like, trying to shoot her, and that ends up as a, like, a fight out in the kitchen between Z, Felix, and Aaron. And this is when we get Golden Chainsaw, one of my top <laughs> kills in horror movie history. This bitch she's so fucking awesome she grabs the blender with a knife in her back because felix does stab her yes, in the back with felix a knife stabbed her yeah after her and z put up a hell of a fight she's choking the shit out of z yeah and z is, i mean z is fighting back yeah dude z did not go down without a fight but she smashes the blender Ooh. against felix's head yep turns it upside down shoves it into his skull and plugs that plugs motherfucker that in and just just grinds his fucking brains to a pulp. The color it's a of liquid shake. that came <laughs> of his fucking head. Yeah, it's a Felix milkshake. It's a brain milkshake. Oh my god. I feel like it's a it's a Hannibal Lecter special. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. It's a delicacy in the house of Lecter. <laughs> yeah, delicious. I'm starving. <laughs> god, it literally was so disgusting, but I fucking love it. That is such a cool fucking kill. And my, I love the next kill, too. Yes. Because it's, yeah, it's the kind of kills I wanted out of 
Belko experiment. Did you see the Belko experiment? Uh-uh. It's a fucked up movie. It's Office Space meets Battle Royale. <gasps> okay, I know exactly what you're it's talking so about. It's so fucking good, but they're... I wanted more office-based kills where people are killing each other with the things around them. It's mostly just gun kills. Uh-huh. It's a still a good movie, but I wanted more of, like, this. Like, a just stapler. Using the re- <laughs> like, something sound. Someone, you one know. person gets beat to death with a tape dispenser. That I love it. That's the one we get. But I wanted more, like, using the resources around you to kill people. Um, we just, yeah, I love that. Because then she takes the knife knife out of her back. And she, like, does this cool little twisty thing with her fingers and just, boom, right down in Z's head. The middle of Z's fucking head. Yeah, and her just blood coming down. and (sighs) It's so good. And then she hears Felix's phone ringing. (laughs) Twist number two. And she fucking answers it. And who's there, Casey? Charm along along. It's M. Night Shyamalan, it's, the new twist. It's crispy. It's crispy bitch. And he's like, is it done? I'm sorry I had to leave. You, you know, know I'm, I'm a pacifist. Yeah. Shut yeah. your pacifism right up your fucking ass. <laughs> I cannot stand him. God, I hate him so much. And she just listens. She doesn't say anything. Doesn't say a goddamn thing. Again, just this, like, trend in this movie of, like, guys just barreling through without any thought of anything. The dad just running upstairs every time he thinks he can do something. Crispin just barreling through this conversation without a hint of who's on the other side of this phone. And he's just spilling everything. He's like, I'm coming back in. And Aaron's just standing there with the phone. And he walks in. He's like, oh my god, you're okay. And she like, you can see tears going down her face, and, like, the phone just falls out of her hand. And he's like, uh, where's Felix? <laughs> I, I put a blender in his head and killed him. <laughs> and she just says it so matter-of-factly. I love it. Hilarious. There. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, and she's like, you wanted you wanted to kill me. You wanted me dead. And he's like, no, 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 no. No, you're no. supposed to be. You, that was a stipulation. You had to stay alive. And she obviously doesn't believe him. And he's like, listen. Oh, and he was like, what happened to Z? She's like, killed her too. <laughs> He's like, understandable. It was so <laughs> funny. This movie's hilarious. And but he, he's like telling her like, well, we could be rich, baby. That's yeah, why we, we have did all this. the money now. I'll pay for your student loans. You know. Maybe an engagement. I wrote LMFAO. Yeah, bro, she's going to get engaged to you after Did, this. Do you see how badass she is? She does not need you. Do you? Oh, my God. Because then, oh, I love Erin. I just love Erin so much. Because she does exactly, like, what I want to do. Like, of course, in real life, you're not going to do this. But you, she just jabs that knife right in his neck. I said... It's a new knife, by the way. Yes. I didn't notice she grabbed another knife. Like, yes, she always has a weapon in her New weapons, hand. yeah. She is always grabbing a new weapon. But she, the entire time, since I've seen this movie so many times, I love the fact that every time I watch it, I see something new. And yes. this movie, I noticed that the entire time, he's got this long-ass monologue about how great their lives could be together if she just, just, you know, lets it be and, like gets this inheritance with him and you can see when the camera does cut back to her her thinking 
about how she's going to kill him. Like, yeah. you can read it in her whole expression. She's, she's not listening she's, to what he's saying. She's not. She's, she's not already made me. up her fucking mind, and she's, she's like, just, just... keep getting closer to me, because he's walking toward her. Yep. She's just standing there like, yep, come on, keep getting closer. And she stabs him. And my One of my favorite... It may be my favorite line in the movie. He's, like, bleeding out through the neck, and he goes, why? And she goes, why the why, fuck Why not? the fuck not? And this... I literally wrote... Fuck yeah. And then I wrote, no! Oh my god, because we didn't mention that Because as she... soon as she says, why the fuck not, she gets shot. Yep. What the fuck? And but we... she's still alive, <laughs> she just gets shot in the shoulder, but there's a cop standing in the open window, which, okay, 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 I get it. You're a cop, you get there, dead bodies everywhere, broken windows and blood. Someone going to stab somebody. And she stabs him in the neck. You, he probably saw that, and she's watching him die on the floor, so, like, but he still, first of all, this that That's what I said. Still That's the situation, like, bro. Like, anyway, so he shoots her. She's laying on the floor, and she had set up a trap in the house earlier with an axe yep. perched above the door so that when someone opens the door, the axe swings down again, home aloneing this fucking McMansion. Yep. Because uh, that's what we just do nowadays. <laughs> that's what I would do. It's the only way I know how to, you know, I can't actually fight somebody, but I'll yeah. set up some traps. So, um, oh, no. she's like, she's still alive and she's trying to, like, get the cop's attention so he doesn't come through. Oh, no. And the axe swings down and it slashes the title to credits. And, and it's that same You're Next to yeah. the bloody font that we love. Yeah, and it's just, it, this movie is so fucking over the top. And again, the only thing that could make this movie better is a hangover style ending credits. I agree. I, I didn't even think about her that. Digital camera. <laughs> her little shitty 2010 digital camera. Like, just the thin little, like, and it takes the shittiest little pictures. You know? I had one. I, d- I had a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was a pawn shop version, but it's fine. Oh, uh, who cares? Yeah. Um,. Again, we, I mean, I can't say enough good things about this movie. It is such a good slasher. It's, it's so such a fun. fun time. It's on Peacock right now if anybody wants to go watch yep. it. If you haven't seen it and you got to the end of this podcast for some reason, please go watch it. It's so good. Yes. I, it's such a feminist, like, just masterpiece, truly. Yeah. I, I loved it so much and I was yeah. so excited to be able to share this again with Casey and with you guys if you haven't yeah. seen it yet. I. We just, we really recommend it. Erin is the final girl you want to be. You know, yeah. like, like, Sally, like, yes, Sally lives. But the tagline of, and I, I bring up Sally Hardesty a lot because she was one of the original final girls and just is one of the most, I think, interesting to analyze. Um, but, I, I mean, the tagline of Texas Chainsaw is who will, uh, who will be left alive and what will be left of them or something yeah. like that. And at the end of that movie, Sally's broken in the back of that truck, screaming and laughing and, like, just a broken fucking woman. Yeah. And that is not the final girl you want to be, even though she survives. Erin is the badass that's like, you know what? I've prepared for this my whole life. Whatever. Right. I'll get past this. Yeah. And me and Jeff were talking. I often, and I know it would be so stupid, but I often, just for the sake of myself, want sequels of like the trial that happens afterward like poor Aaron like she's gonna get blamed for all this murder I know I, I know I want the trial I want the sequel to your next where it's just the trial of them like going through the phone records and like listening to the calls and like trying to get Aaron off of death row 
And then, like, she gets off. But it would be so boring, but I, that's what I want. She gets off death, death, death row, and then the family of the dudes that she killed. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. So it's, like, the, revenge like, the style. the parents and the brothers or something. Yeah. Or, like, their cousins or, I don't know, something. Whatever. I just want to see more Aaron. Honestly, Me too. I just want more So it would be more of, like, an, like, an equalizer, like, action film. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd watch it. I would watch it all day long. Me I would too. watch a prequel of her growing up in the survivalist compound. I'd line up I, for I'd line up for fucking tickets to that show, okay? <laughs> you're next the after trial. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, goodness. uh definitely go watch this awesome ass movie. Um we had a lot of fun watching it. Uh again, sorry for missing last week, but we hope you all stay on board with us. It's going to be a little crazy um, because I am living a little further away now, but we are going to eventually be setting up a room in my new house for visual for the podcast. We're going to start a YouTube channel eventually. I'm so Uh, so excited. You guys can watch us uh, if you want to while you listen to us uh, rant about nonsense. As Um, we do. Yes. Uh, So that is uh, further future for the channel. Um, we're just going to be recording like usual for a little while, but if there are gaps in weeks, we'll try to give you guys some heads up, but if not, just know that it's because everything's crazy right now and moving sucks and unpacking sucks and painting sucks and it's just a pain in my ass, but I love my new house. So it's just a koi pond. I, a koi <laughs> pond. I do have a koi pond. Yes. Uh, so immediate future next week we are going to be doing the platform oh so good so good it's a netflix movie uh so prepare if y'all haven't seen that yet go watch it on netflix it's um it's a spanish movie so it's in spanish but there is a dubbed version on netflix i prefer subtitles but if you do if you really don't like reading subtitles just do the dubbed version i've heard it's fine it's a fucking amazing movie it's a very experimental weird art house kind of film it started originally uh the script started as a play it's just weird as fuck just go watch it it's so good yeah so we're gonna cover that next week and uh that's one of my picks because i watched it a few years ago and showed it to everyone i knew so uh yeah so look forward to that and uh other than that please reach out to us uh deepers creepers pod at gmail and uh make sure to follow us on instagram and twitter at deepers creepers and we have some fun uh Artist collab stuff coming in the future. Yes. Don't want don't to spill too much yet, but you guys are going to love it. Yes. And so are we. Yes. And we'll be sure to shout our artists out and everything. So Absolutely. look out for those on, uh, make sure you go follow those, the Instagram and the Twitter, so you guys can see the updates on that. So Absolutely. Other than that, we love you all. And, love you guys. Uh, stay, stay spooky. spooky. Bye. Bye. Did you get those eyes?